Can I come to brunch too? These are our scripture readings for the day. Our first reading from Psalm 1 is also the theme text and sermon text for the day. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading from uh, Revelation in the 7th chapter. After this, I looked... And behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise and honor the gospel. From Matthew's gospel in the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of our Lord. But let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you as you 
continue to keep your church going by your word throughout the years. And you pour into it and keep feeding us by your promise and your presence. We pray that you would continue uh, to bring people and gifts into this church so that the community would be served. So that the places in which you call us get to hear of the promises of life and love and forgiveness in Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Growing in the body of Christ is what we're looking at. We had done uh, four rooted and growing, of course. We had rooted in creation, rooted in redemption, rooted in sanctification, growing in vocation, and then today we're looking at growing in the body of Christ. And then we'll wrap up next Sunday with growing in the mission of Christ, and then we get to celebrate a whole lot. But as we've gotten in the practice of doing over these past few weeks, we'll uh, read together our theme verse from Colossians uh, that kind of carries us through this whole thing, if you'd read together with me. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Growing in the body of Christ. It's said that you are the reflection of the five closest people in your life. Maybe you've never thought of that. But I bet if you think back to the years of your life, you'll see where that's pretty accurate. I mean, think back to, I don't know, middle school. For some, that's not that far back. For most of you, it's not that far back. So think back to middle school. And think about the friends that you had around and how your likes, how your clothing, how the music you listened to, how the things you did were all kind of affected by those five closest people. Closest friends, and that's accurate, but also those other voices, the parental voices, the leadership voices, the other teacher voices, if they were close to you, they shaped the way that you saw things. As you get older into high school and then college, you start to see those same things. If the teacher's perspectives start to change between high school and college, sometimes those louder voices start to change your perspective on things. And it can go in a bunch of different directions at times. If there isn't a a central, solid voice that speaks throughout all of it, a lot of times we can kind of gravitate towards one thing or another. And maybe this seems right because of reason, or this seems right because of culture, or this seems right because of my own desires and things that I want, and maybe this seems right because my trusted friends who are near me think it's a good thing. Five loudest voices in your life tend to be shown through who you are and what you do and how you act every day. Sometimes in life, one of the loudest voices that starts to come in is our own. Man, that's an easy one to follow at times and a really hard one to trust at other times, isn't it? As it leads down one path or another, and we may find that as enjoyable as that path is, all of a sudden it comes to a dead end and we're lost and alone and don't know what to do with it. And so we started traversing all kinds of different paths trying to find our way. 
their voices that are similar to our own, voices that will support what our thoughts are, voices that will support what our likings are. And as we find those voices, we can see where there is, um, I don't know, similarity at times or maybe confrontation. But see, those voices are going to be things that shape who we are. As we hear in Psalm 1 in the beginning of it, you hear David write, Righteous are not like the ones who would walk in the way of sinners. Okay, Listen to the movement. Walk in the way of sinners. Stand with the wicked. Or sit in the seat of scoffers. You see, in all those movements, as you've got somebody walking around, as you've got somebody who is trying to reason through things and work with things from their own voice, they're saying, you know, I'm going to walk with these guys for a while. And now, no, we're going to stand and kind of chat for a little while. Now we're just going to sit. And as we sit, we're just going to scoff and be cynical about everything. And I know the world's not like that right now on social media or anything like that. No one's cynical about anything. But to sit in that space and to just have those voices around there scoffing, making fun of, and poking at all of the things in the world and all the, the things that are wrong with the world and everything that's out there, it starts to bring you from an outward focus on things to more of an inward focus, where everything out there has to be shaped by what's in here. Everything out there has to be uh, in line with what is in my heart, in this sinful heart. And as that whole world doesn't line up with my sinful heart, then that whole world needs to change because it's here, this group of those folks, we're just going to sit and scoff at everything. We'll find all the broken things in the world and ways to fix them, right? But you can imagine, as you have all those little groups that are around doing that and all the different ideas and all the different things, that are out there and all the different desires that you're going to hear all kinds of different ideas. And it'd be easy to be swayed from one to another, to hear all the different thoughts of all the different truths that are out there as people would find their own truth, right? As the psalm goes on, they're talked about as chaff. Chaff that thrown into the wind and blown around and can never really find a home. It's something that never has a purpose either. There was no collecting of the chaff for any particular thing. It was just to blow around and find its way to the ground somewhere else and, and sit around like dust. Every which way the wind blew, it would go. And whether it landed somewhere for a little while, the wind could just pick it up right again and blow it around somewhere else. There was nothing... Uh, stable about it, nothing consistent about it. And at times, we've probably been in that situation as well, feeling our thoughts and our beliefs about things wandering. And it's in those moments I would really encourage you to start paying attention to the voices that are speaking into your life. It may be people. It may be uh, news venues. It may be other uh, teachers and other speakers and other people, but you really need to start to pay attention about where their influences are coming from as well. 
See, because in all of those influences, God's word still remains true and God's word still remains present. But what starts to happen in all those other settings is that we put our reason or our likes or our desires or all the things that we want above God's word and we start telling God's word what it needs to do for us. That's not something that's beneficial. That puts us above God. That puts us above God's word. We start deciding uh, what's true about it and what's not true about it and what's applicable about it and what's not applicable about it instead of letting God's word be the guiding voice. See, it's God's word that brings together the body of Christ. It's God's word that grows that body of Christ. Everything else starts to break apart that body of Christ. There's division disgust and there's hate and there's all kinds of other things that will be spoken into that body to start to break it apart. But God's word remains like living water. God's word remains as the streams that feed the tree, right, in the psalm. As David writes, he says, the righteous are like a tree that's planted, solid, stable, consistent, not because of who the tree is or what the tree is or like that, but because it's by streams of water that feed it. As we hear in the Revelation verse, the living waters that feed body. And so you've got this tree planted by streams of living waters that's stable and unmovable, but that tree's focus is not inward, but outward. The things that feed it don't make it sit further and further into itself, but the things that feed it now get to go outward. The branches go out, the leaves go out, the fruit goes out. And the fruit isn't beneficial to the tree at all, but the fruit is beneficial to all the folks that would be near the tree. All the things around the tree, and even for propagating more trees. But as those trees then fall next to that tree that's healthy, they also get to be planted by streams of water. This water that's consistent, this water that's ever-feeding, this water that's pure. It's not a tree planted by a stagnant pool or a tree that's rotting out in the dry wilderness, but a tree that's planted by water. Now, what's something you know about trees when they're planted by water? There's a bunch of other trees there, because there's good food there. So we see these trees, you rarely ever see a tree alone. As these trees are gathered together, you start to see a forest of trees gathered together so that they would all be providing, so that they would all be there being fed by this water. In the beginning of the psalm, as the psalmist is writing, and he's saying how it's the righteous are not like these ones who walk or stand to sit in the way of wicked and sinners and scoffers, but are ones who meditate on the word of the Lord, dedicated to it day and night. That word shapes that person in the same way that those living waters shape that tree. That word is the thing that goes above and beyond the person's reason, and that word is the thing that is going to shape their hearts and shape their hands and shape who they are. It's the word that's effective. It's the word that continues to build that body of Christ as others are brought into it. It's that word that shaped all of your loved ones who have faithfully departed and died in faith and the righteousness of Christ. It's that word that held on to them through all of the trials and all of the hardships. It's that word that was spoken into their lives 
that brought you to this place to be able to hear that very same word. It's that word that's traveled down through history and through all the rivers of time to continue to feed the body of the church, to continue to feed the body of Christ as it gathers together with all of its gifts, to continue to pour into it so more and more would hear of God's grace for us in Jesus, to feed us, to sustain us, to forgive us, and to lead us, continually planted in that word of God. There's no place else really that we can move to to find such food. Any other of those sources is going to dry up. Any other of those sources is going to feed for a while, but then find its end. But the one word that goes into eternity, the one bit living waters that go on is Jesus. I mean, he even said it. He said, I am the word. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You want living water? Come to me. I am the one that will give you everything. I'm the one that will take care of you into eternity. I'm the one that will wash away your sinfulness and hand to you my righteousness so that you would continue to be mine, so that you would continue to be part of the body that is mine, part of this beautiful congregation and forest of people gathered together to live in my word. where our loved ones are, who have gone before, part of that same body of Christ. That's where all those who are to come that will hear that very same word of God will be gathered together into is that same body of Christ. Where we are, rooted, growing, planted in that word of God, spoken to you each week, and oftentimes many times during the week, fed to you in communion, so that you would receive that very same word that would be the loudest voice in your ear through all of the trials and hardships of life. That word that shapes you so that in doubt you get to hear a word of truth. That word that shapes you so that in grief you have hope. That word that shapes you so that when you are down and in despair, it's a word that comes and sits next to you, to feed you, to hold on to you, to show you grace and mercy that is not found anywhere else to the same extent. A word that is yours, a word that's freely given, as you remain in the body of Christ because of God's word given for you. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for gathering us together as your body. In all its many parts and all its many wonders, you have brought us together into your family and you continue to feed us and give us of yourself. We pray that you would continue to strengthen us each day, each week, each month, each year, as you hold on to us and forgive us, all because of Jesus, who is the head of the body. In Jesus' name, amen.